Guess what? Guess what, everyone? We are live. And listen, we have an awesome podcast today. It's a very special podcast for two reasons. One, we have the 2023 Junior British uh, Champion in the house, Super Sport, Finn Whedon. We have Ooh. my man, Mark Sherman. That is a co-host today uh, with CFE. Uh, everybody knows who he is, right? So, yes, man, I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate everybody watching and tuning in. So, yeah, Finn, what is going on, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me and thank you for, you know, letting me come on the show. Uh, it's an exciting opportunity. So, yeah, thank you. All, all good. Listen, the honor's all ours. Trust me. It's uh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then um, uh, big shout out to uh, Daniel Parker, our good mate, right? Which uh, yeah, Finn knows yeah. very, very well. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he was super excited. He actually messaged me earlier. Well, he, we message each other a lot, but uh, he's like, I can't wait uh, for your and Finn's uh podcast. It's gonna be so awesome. I was like, yeah. So anyway, listen, uh, Mark, is there anything you want to say? Yeah, uh, just a quick shout out to the boys since uh, they're not here. So. Uh, Al Duque and Chris and uh, Timmer and uh, Miguel, you know, without them, uh, this, uh, this isn't CFE. So uh, yeah. And then welcome Finn. I mean, 2023 BSB super sport champion. Junior, and I can junior, see that. Junior. I can see that uh, trophy in the background there. Yeah. Trophy and the hat. The yep. hat is uh, it's a gold hat. They only make nine of them every year. I think nine. I can't remember. They told me they only make a certain amount every year because they only make them for the champions. So it's a very rare hat. So hat and the trophy in the back. Amazing job, amazing job. Yeah, man, it's it's proper mega, right? So yeah, man. Um, what up, James? I I I worked with James, man. He's a good buddy of mine. He's actually watching too. So Finn, listen, start us off. How did you get into motorcycles to begin with? Um. Well, so uh, I got into into motorbikes like basically as soon as I was born. My brother was um uh tom weed and he's been racing my whole life so there was born my brother was racing at brown's hatch and then uh when i was i think I, I don't remember this obviously but i've been told the first time i rode a bike would have been when i was two years old uh i was riding around on my brother's moped his paddock scooter and he used to let me control the throttle and the brakes and I, i'd sit there and turn it and stuff and he'd just have his hands hanging over just to make sure that it's uh i wasn't gonna crash I did crash once, and uh, yeah, that was a story. Um, but yes, yeah, so I started like that, and then when I was, I think when I was four, I tried to go on a mini moto, and I was, you know, I, I wasn't very quick, so it, I was, uh, yeah, we waited a couple of years, and I got first time I got on a mini moto properly was when I was six, and then I rode raced that uh, when I was six, and then when I was eight, I got onto a fifty at Fab. So this was all through Fab racing. So you know, I was riding mini motos. Through fab, fab racing at like six and then a metric at 50 at eight and then a metric at 70 at 10. Um, and then I got onto big bikes at uh 300 at 12. And then uh, obviously the bike I'm riding now, I've got onto that at 13. I've been riding that ever since. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and that's something to look up to a, a bigger brother, too. Yeah, Ooh. definitely. Ooh. You know, it's uh, um, it's been like a I don't, know, I, I don't want to give him too much credit and give him too big of a head here, but, you know, he's definitely yeah. been important along my uh, yeah. career so far. You know, he, he, I didn't really listen to him too much when I was younger when he used to try and give me advice. <laughs> I, I didn't like listening to him. Do we ever? 
<laughs> right? You don't ever want to listen to your older brother. I mean, certain uh -huh. things you do, but when it comes to motorbikes, it, once uh -huh. I, I, once you start figuring it out, you know, at a younger age, you're like, I don't need you. I got this. I'm a, I'm faster than you right now, anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But he did. He's definitely helped me along the way, and you know, um, we he used to take. Well, I, he's he's quite a lot older than me, so he's 13 years older than me. So ever since I've been racing, he he used to take me out on the pit bikes and on motocross bikes and stuff in the winter. And see, you know, he's given up. Um, he where he's take he's taking me out. So that's his. Yeah, it's good. So uh, he's the old, he's the old man. <laughs> I know uh, in a podcast he said that they he was asked who his favorite racer is, and of course, you know, who he said you. Right. That's awesome, man. So yeah, so you, I love the family dynamic. You know, too. you guys stick with each other, and uh, yeah, it, it's pretty pretty cool. It is. It's, it's very impressive to have, uh, especially your brother, um, have that relationship with him. I, I think it's very important, um, <clears throat> especially since you guys do the same thing too, right? Um, racing. Yeah. So, so you understand the lingo and the language you're, you're telling mm -hmm. them. You know the, the motorcycle language, the pumps and the understeer and the oversteer and all that good stuff that goes along with it. And yeah, man. So when you guys are together, do you guys talk about motorcycles a lot, or is it just you know other brotherly things you guys do? Um, so I, I, uh, we we do a lot together. To be fair, um, now uh, we we don't live together, so uh, we weren't together too much when I was a lot younger. But then he used to take when I was I think when he was old enough that he was like an adult. He used to take me out um every now and then. So we used to do a lot together. Then he used to take me shopping and stuff, and just spoil me like a, like a big brother would. And then uh. In the last few years, you know, we go out and because I'm a bit older now and I can go training and stuff, we go go training and we go on the pit bikes, yeah. we go on the motocross bikes. And so, yeah, in the last few years, it's been a lot of motorbikes together. Like we go out on the, uh, in the winter, so like from now, hope, hopefully, we should be going out on the motocross bikes um, all throughout the winter. And uh, yeah, that's good fun. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So it's any uh, mischievous uh, stories you can tell us? Uh, uh, the first one that springs to head is uh, uh, threw yogurt at him when I was, I think, two, two, two or three. I was two or three, and I was in the back of the van with him. And uh, even though he's thirteen years older than me, we had a big. We, we still have our arguments, and we have an argument. And uh, it was three-year-old me, and I throw a load of yogurt at him in the back of the van. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man, that's so you good. said you started at six, right? When you really got into racing there, and I know, yeah. um, you, yeah. do you still uh keep in contact with any of those racers like Callum Beach or uh Josh Watley or any of those guys? Are they still racing? Any of those guys that raced with you back then? Do you know? Yes, um, I, I keep in contact with a lot of them to be fair. So, uh, uh, some of the, the big names that I raced with uh back then, so like Josh Watley, like you said, he's in most three now. I don't keep in contact with him really, but it's, it's cool to see that somebody I raced with is in the world championship. Yep. And then I, I keep in contact with uh, Casey O'Gorman quite a lot. And uh, mm -hmm. Casey's yep. you know, right. in, in junior GP and uh, in British Super Sport now. So yep. you know, he's, he's, I, he, he is the quickest person to come out from our generation, I think. You know, I, even when at a young age, when I was racing against him, you could see he was just so much quicker than everyone. He was, he yeah, was really he usually, I, uh, yeah, he used to be he's on the pole quite a bit back then. Yeah, so he's he, he's really quick. Um, yeah, I keep in contact with him, and you know, like you said, Callum Callum races with me this year, so I keep in con keep in contact with him. And a lot of the people I raced with back then, you know, I, I they're my closest friends are everyone from racing. You know, most 
most of the closest pe- people I'm closest to in the world are people who I've met through racing. Um, and I'd say that that's where most of my true friends are, you know, um, Alaco racetrack. Facts, right? That's uh, that's one thing we all love about our sport is how close everybody is in the past. Oh yeah, right? like yeah. It it no, it is a family for sure, a hundred ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're across the pond or here, it's the that's same. It. Here, it, yeah, know? absolutely, man. It is. And uh, what's up, Jake Marsh, man? Uh, that's my mate right there, my proper mate. You know, you Finn, you know Jake, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, he's a uh one of my best mates, man. Him and his dad and all them. But uh, touching on Casey O'Gorman, man, actually, I met him and his dad um at Cadwell, and uh, man, they were they were proper. Uh, got you know picture and all all that with them. So yeah, uh, you guys stay tuned. Um, but uh, yeah, Casey's uh, he was he was hurt then. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, he was walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elvis, I think. Elvis, Cadwell. Yo, yo. Yeah, it was a big crash. It, he yeah. seems to. That is the one thing he does seem to crash a lot. He's very, very mm. quick. No, no doubt about that. But he's crashed a fair bit in the time I've known him. Well, I mean that's part of the game too, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you'll have that. You know. Um, do you watch any other uh, racing organizations like Moto America? Or I watch everything. I watch. I watch Moto GP. The only time I. I say I watch MotoGP every weekend. I didn't watch MotoGP this weekend because I wasn't waking up at one in the morning. Well, it got, <laughs> it got canceled. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch. I normally watch MotoGP. I love to watch World Two Bikes. I uh, World Two Bikes. My favorite race is watching the World Two Sport Three Hundred because it's like my class at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch. Uh, I haven't watched much Moto America. I've watched a few of the races. I watched a few of the um, Super Sport races, to be honest, more than the Super Bike ones. But yeah, I watched a few of them. But I can't say I watch it regularly. Um, I, I, I like cars as well. I watch the uh, Formula One every weekend. I did stay up to watch the Formula One last night. I was watching the sprint race at midnight last night. Um, Who's your driver? Oh, uh, so I, in the when I started watching Formula One, I quite like Max Verstappen, but yep. I still quite like him. But I feel like it's a bit boring to just say you like Max Verstappen because he just wins everything. Right. So now I, I quite like rooting for. Um, I've always liked rooting for Danny Danny Rick. Yeah. But it's a bit hard to root for him when he's well. He's one of the most. He's probably one of the most popular ones. Yeah, but it's, it's Ricardo, hard to, you know. Yeah, but yeah. in in recent years, you know, I like Lando and I like the whole McLaren team with Oscar. Um, but other people, some people who might not be liked as much. I like I like Guan Yu Zhou. I don't. I think he doesn't really get enough recognition. I think he's done really well in the um, to be a like a rookie last year and what he's doing this year. I quite like him. Have you ever seen a, a race in person? Formula One race. Yes. Uh, no, I've never been to a Formula One race. I'd love to go to um, the British Grand Prix. I went to the British Grand Prix for MotoGP a couple of years ago, and I'd love to go to the F1 British Grand Prix, but it's so much more expensive. I mean, nothing taken away from our sport because our sport obviously is the best sport in the world. But when you see one of those cars go around a 90-degree turn as fast as they go, you're like, how's this uh, even possible? Even even just watching videos of them, you know, you, you watch a MotoGP race and you think they're unbelievable, and then you watch the cars and – they carry so much speed because yeah. of the downfalls they have. It's just crazy. I thought, I, yeah, I feel like in real life it'd be amazing, like you said. Yeah, well, I, I think, I would I think they put filters on the on the cameras to slow them yeah. down because I don't think you could physically, um, you know, catch a car going that fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, dude, I would love to, Finn, go see a Formula One race. That would be. Yeah. yeah. And you're right; they're super expensive. I think the ones at Coda. I think your bottom tier ticket was like five hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah. So which in, is in insane. The- what, Formula One? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's more like twenty five hundred. Maybe For, yeah. you forgot the two with the car. Oh, okay. okay. Well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. touching a ticket in Formula One. Like the British Grand Prix, outrageous. Um, 
So for me, it would be I think seven hundred pounds just for a ticket. That's without okay. a grandstand or anything. That's just yeah. a ticket to get in is seven hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, they're nuts. I mean, I know they were going for almost five thousand when they went to Miami. So um, that's insane. Yes, yeah. cars. Come on. It's coming back to America in a few weeks. I think Las Vegas races in a few weeks, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they try to do three here. Oh, did they did they do Miami this year? Because I know they yeah, had they problems with three. it last they year. Did. Yeah, they had Miami this year, yeah. and then okay. they're at Austin this weekend, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and then I think they go to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, no, we got three. Yeah, dude. I, you know what, dude? I wish we had a British Superbike race over here in America, and I wish America would go over there and, and do a race over there with you guys. That would be awesome. Track. That would be awesome, man. Like, like have a cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have like America, UK. You know, three race header. Like one year, do it over here. Next year, do it over there. You know, I think that would be that 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 would be proper, man. Because yeah. And Chris and I were talking because over in British Superbike, you don't have a lot of the electronics like we do here. I mean, our bikes are, it's pretty much all electronics, you know? And yeah. we talked about yeah. what would happen if they could turn a lot of that off here. What kind of racing would we get? Um, yeah, I, I do think people in, um, like in our series, they, they exaggerate a bit about the no electronics because there is no electronics. It's, they've turned off all the, the factory electronics. But we the superbikes still do run Motec, and uh, the Motec can still control the power. So it's not there's no traction control, and there's no anti wheelie and things like that. But it does control the um, uh, power a little bit. So there there is a slight bit of electronics, just it's a different way of it coming in. So I, I don't think that the bikes would be too much different. But it's, I, I think if you turned the electronics off in your championship in America, I do think it would make for some uh, some interesting racing because it would be. It would be back down to the rider again to control the power a bit more. Old school, proper racing. That that that's what we want, man. Yes, yeah, that's and exactly it would be a lot closer racing too. You wouldn't have any; you'd be blown out by eight, ten seconds. Facts, no. right? Yeah, you're you're right. Absolutely, man. What's going on, Zuby? Some comments here. Yeah, there's a lot of comments. Yeah, yeah, th yeah. Th there's so a tell lot me of something. How did you get your nickname, Fat Boy Finn? <laughs> so it's um it's to do with how our accent is where I'm from in England. So um, there's a rap, uh, no, DJ called Fatboy Slim. Um, and so where I'm from in the, the UK, our accent, we can't say like the TH sound. We can't say th. Yeah. You just say th as th. So when I was born, when I was called Finn, and this DJ was quite popular, my brother called me Fatboy Finn, as in Fatboy Thin, as in Fatboy Slim. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> awesome. Now, for people in America that don't know, where do you live? In England, so, like, you, like in, compared to London. Uh, so I live in Kent, so we're we're just a little bit southeast of London. So okay. you see where London is, um, about fifty miles southeast on the on the coast in that little okay. bit. So you're about an hour outside of London, then. Yeah, yeah, not too far out of London. No, depends okay. on the traffic. Yeah. Well, if it's like yeah, it's like yes. here. But... Depends on the traffic. Yeah, dude, London. So man, when I was there in London, I'm gonna tell you. So Daniel Parker picked me up when I flew into Heathrow, and. uh it blew my mind like immediately i'm from america so i go to jump in on the opposite side of the car right daniel's like nah dude get on on the other <laughs> side and i was like oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and then uh first thing we do is, is we, we, he takes me to london man it just it was uh 
everything you think it would be. It's it was it's crazy. There's so much down there, so many people, but everybody's always looking down at their phone, right? Not focused on anybody else, what's going on around them at all. Just like everybody's him. in their own, yeah, their own their own little world. But I mean, they got every store imaginable in London. They have a Chinatown, Italian town, all this. They got Gucci, they got Rolex, they got you name it, they got it. It's uh I would never want to live in London. I put it to you that way. And if I rented a car in Heathrow, I would have for sure crashed it in London because when they drive down, Finn, you know, he's, he's laughing. He knows, bro. I'm telling you, Mark, you think it's crazy out here? Nah, bro. London. Well, all the cars are small. And it, so everything's backwards. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they're, um, we have parking lots there. They're called what park drive parks or something like that. Or car parks. Park, car, car, park. Parks. Yeah, par yeah. car parks. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here we have driveways. And then we, so we park our car in a driveway, but we drive in a parkway. Figure that one out. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> I confused them. Yeah. Right. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It, it was crazy too. Cause I remember going up to my first roundabout with, with Daniel, man. And, and, and it's a two lane, you know, we go left, they go right. And then all of a sudden it like dips to the left, dips to the left, dips to the left. I was like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just different, but I loved it, man. I felt, I really felt at home. I really did. Um, was it like that movie? Uh, what was it? Uh, vacation, European vacation, where you're just spinning around the, the roundabout, not uh, getting out. Dude, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was awesome. It. Uh, but yeah, everybody should go check out London sometime because it's. Uh, yeah, Amy and I actually are going to go over. I have a really close friend that actually uh, helped raise me. That's from London, so he invited us over there. So I like to coordinate that with one of the races. Yes, dude, we can, man. Cause like, uh, dude, listen, I, t I tell everybody, Finn, and I've told you this. What's up, Max Hall? Uh, my buddy Jake Zuby. What's going on, Cameron Myers? Kid Chaos. But uh, Cadwell Park. Me, me and Finn had this conversation uh, when we had our video chat, and me, me and Sherm Dog did too. I tell everybody, Cadwell's the mecca of motorcycle racing, like like the TT is to the roads, right? So, uh, that mountain course jump is the most amazing, beautiful thing I've ever seen on a motorcycle it is it's, it's just proper it's it's I, I it's hard to put in words am, am i right finn yeah no cabo is my favorite track in the uk no i just think that, it's, that, uh, yeah that's something we need to do then so yeah, is that compared to like so i know at mount oliver's which isn't obviously that kind of track but there's the jeffrey jumps everyone talks yeah. about what are those are they similar um no so jeffrey jumps is um it's like as you're coming down the hill back from the mountain, uh, mm -hmm. not from the mountain, from the hairpin, sorry. Um, and it's like, it's a jump because you're, you're going quick down there, you're flat on the power. And then there's sort of uh, the, the ground to it, you sort of dip. So you get a big jump over there. But um, at Cabwell, it's the mountain. So you're coming up the mountain. Yeah, yeah you're flying off of it. Steep, and then that's when you go off of it. And that's when you get the yeah. big wheelies and stuff. Yeah, it's fun watching like track day guys get on there after you all been on there. And, you know, they get up there and they get that little... <laughs> yeah. yeah it was crazy because uh see I, I showed up on a tuesday and i met up with i went to uh uh peter uh pitman's um bike night he had hickman's bike night and uh oh, yeah. i met I, I met paul uh a buddy a mate of mine paul and malcolm malcolm shorter they uh they actually take pictures at, and they're at cadwell Ooh. all the time yeah I'm I know, um, well, I don't know him, but I've I've seen Malcolm Shorter's pictures. Of yeah, him. yeah. So he, he, dude, he's a really good mate of mine. So next time, you know, you're out there, uh, yeah, I'll tell him to walk up to you and introduce himself. He's he's a proper bloke, dude. I, I him and his Paul and both their wives, they were super good to me. Anyway, so 
uh, they're like, well, did you rent a car? I'm like, no, I didn't, man. They're like, uh, man, well, we'll just come pick you up. So every day, Finn, they picked me up. They picked me up. We went to Cadwell on a Wednesday, um, and they had a track day there. And I got to oh, walk around the whole place. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Man. It was the first time because there was nobody there, right? Just just regular people riding on the track, right? So I could walk everywhere um, mm. with, with no restrictions. And uh, that was my first taste. And it was uh, it's a magical place. It really is. Um, there's nothing like it. And the first time, I, of course, I went straight. I said, take me straight to the mountain jump. That's the first place I want to go. Forget everything else. Beeline straight there. And, of yeah. course, you know the track day, guys. They weren't. Some of them were going pretty good, but uh, when I seen like Josh Brooks, for instance, hit that jump, dude, my mind blew. I was like, "Are you got to be kidding?" Like, cause you see pictures of them, right? And you're like, you know, taking them at different angles. You know, yeah, you're figuring they're probably two, three feet. Nah, Brooksy sends it like oh, <laughs> proper sends it. It's crazy. Looks like you're Ryan in a motocross motor race. Ryan Vickers was was good over it this year. I was watching that. Ryan yep. Vickers was good over it this year. Vickers was was uh, Nobby Bear says that uh, Finn is awesome at Cadwell. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's your favorite track. We've already touched based on that. Mine too, man. So, uh, it if you could race on any bike in the world and have any teammate, what series would it be, and what team would it be? Um, uh, I I answered half of this question before in um the late apex podcast uh any bike i think i've i i, re- I said it wrong in the late apex podcast i remember now it's the uh you know the 2008 moto gp yamaha the, the oh, i was so clean and I, I remember watching that the, the races back so much as a kid um watching those races so that bike and i think teammate i think it's got to be rossi i think you've got to have rossi as there a you go it's the greatest of all time. That's right. You'd learn so much. If not, if it if I can't have Rossi, I'd have my brother. I'd have my brother as my team. There you go. On the Yamahas. And Simcoe he could be third. Yamaha. He'll be the third pick. Uh, yeah, I'd be the third pick. Chris would be the third pick. I'd be the third pick. Yeah, absolutely. But but you know what, dude? I would clean your bike for you and do your tire warmers and <laughs> say, Finn, you got this, bro. Just go out there and have fun and kick ass. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll definitely. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome, man. Uh, so, dude, touching on the late Apex, that that was uh, my good buddy Rich Gibson, uh, Finn's brother Tom, and uh, Jamie. Um, it, it was their uh, podcast that they had. Um, so you guys go check it out. It's pretty good, man. I, I like it. I really enjoyed it. It's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Love you for saying Rossi and Tom. Sadie Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, Sadie, are you a Rossi fan too as well? Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Who I isn't? I mean, come on. Right, you know, but now we're gonna have a, a lot of Finn fans here in America after this podcast. So yes, we are. Yes, we. Are. You know what, Finn? We need to get you out here, man, and, and and do a race out here in Moto America. I'd love to do that. To be fair, yeah, I was. I'd love to come out. It's just the expense of you know getting uh, know. getting across. But if I could get across and get a team that would let well, me ride, you ever got to get across. You got a place to stay. I got. We have an extra room. No. Nope. Yep. There you go. Me too. Worrying about that. Yeah. We're in about the middle of the country. Not quite the middle, but you know, we're in a. Southern of Pennsylvania. Look, Sadie says more of a Finn fan now. <laughs> well, who isn't? Yeah, right. That's awesome, yeah. Sadie. You're awesome. 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 Yeah, that's good stuff. So what do you do on your downtime, Finn? Like, uh, you watch shows. Um, do you have a girlfriend? Nah, no, I don't have a girlfriend. No. Um, for my downtime, uh, do I, I training? I do training, but I'm not sure that yep. really 
that counts as downtime. So, uh, no, oh, I play, I play lots of um, computer games, obviously. But uh, well, I figured that was coming. Yeah, what, well, game, what game do you? Uh, yeah. What game are you good at? Besides the motorcycle games. Yeah, I, I play lots of racing games. So I play like Obviously. Ride or MotoGP. But I also play. I'm a bit. Uh, I'm like. Uh, I've got like a bit of a maths brain, so I like manager games and like like games that aren't really high paced. I don't play much of Call of Duty or anything like that. I play stuff right. like. I was playing F1 Manager today, and then I was playing. I've, I was last few weeks. I've been obsessed with City Skylines. Uh, it's a really boring game where I sit there and build a city, but satisfies my brain. So, hey, <laughs> it's, like, it's the complete yeah. opposite. Complete opposite of riding motorbikes. There's no adrenaline involved at all. I'm just sitting there building a little city. No, but it, but it actually there. probably helped you, right? Because yeah. you got to be, you got to have a brain in there, and it has to be think. You got to think pretty quickly, right? Yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah. training your brain at the same time. That's that's true. I I like the building games too, but so, I, Emily I, Whitney I, says Ross, you should have been your second choice. Huh. Also, you're not allowed a girlfriend until you are at least twenty one. Twenty one. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I play uh I play all the games you said, but I also do play Call of Duty some. But it, it's been a while since I played Call of Duty. Um, oh boy, we're gonna have to get you with the boys of your Call of Duty. Me, yeah, me and my brother like, used to play back in lockdown. Me and my brother used to play Call of Duty a lot together. Yeah, um, you know when it was when it was lockdown and time didn't really mean anything, and I'd be sat on my on, on my Xbox or my computer at like two in the morning playing Call of Duty with my brother, and Dad would be getting angry because Tom would be screaming too loud, and Mum would be getting angry because <laughs> I'd be screaming too loud. <laughs> oh, that's we're gonna have to hook you up with the boys there because I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> Chris and uh, and uh, Duke are pretty good at that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know they play with a couple of Moto America guys. Um, I don't know what game. I don't. I'm old school, so I'm not into the games yet. But uh, they, uh, I know they play with some of the guys like Cambobie and some of the other guys. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, so Avery Dreyer, the Lap Slayer, and Jillian Carrera, and all them. They uh, Isaac. They want me to play, so I got an Xbox, um, just so I could play with them guys. Even though I hadn't actually played yet, what they don't know is, is I'm actually playing, and I'm getting really good because my goal is when I get on ride four, that I'm just gonna just dust them. I mean, just annihilate them is what I want to do. Right, <laughs> mic drop, bitch. I'm out. See you later. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, I think how it's good. That, that's how it's playing in my mind. But in reality, I think it's going to be they're going to mic drop on me and I'm going to be, you know, like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just playing, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's a lot of fun to play games w with a bunch of your mates. Um, I just don't have the time. You know, a, yeah. a lot of times to, to play all the time. I, I wish. But uh, what's your favorite Netflix series? Oh, uh, know what I've been watching. Oh, I watched the uh, the Beckham documentary the other day. Okay, I watched that. That was really good. So I think yeah. At the, at the time, that's probably one of my favorites. But and um, this isn't on Netflix, but on Disney, on Apple TV, I watched the Ted Lasso. I watched all three seasons in about two weeks, and uh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm watching Beckham now. Mark, have you seen oh, yeah. it yet? Beckham, I did, I did. Yeah, I have it. And then on Apple TV, you know that. So I, everybody knows, all my friends in America, I'm a big soccer fan. 
the real football, right? Uh, Sherman's Sherman. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Long see, series. See. That's what we call them. Yeah. Yeah. Sherman calls my spot. But anyway, uh, on Apple TV, what I'm saying is uh, messy. They, they, they have a series out on messy. Now, uh, how he come to uh, enter Miami. It, it's pretty Ooh. good. You should check that one out because uh, yeah. David Beck. I didn't know David Beckham owns half that team. Yeah. That David Beckham. Yeah. yeah. The, um, that was part of his uh, contract when he left. Yep. Real Madrid to go to LA Galaxy was that he could buy a team for 25 million when he wanted to. Only 25 million. I mean, Only, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, check. Hey, so yeah. we got a question from uh, Sean Wayne. He wants to know Will you do the roads, Manx, et cetera, when you're older, like your brother Tom? Um, I don't, I don't think I will. I don't think my dad and my mom will let me, to be honest. Uh, I, 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 I was going to say, I'm picturing mom in the background right now going yeah. like this. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that it's bad enough having my brother on it. But um, nah, I don't think they'll let me. But I don't think I'd, uh, I want to do it anyway. You know, I'm, I'm quite content with riding around the tracks. You know, I, I like being able to overtake people. Uh, I like the... I like the I, I quite like that part of racing, you know. I like the um, excitement and the adrenaline of being in a race. I quite like I liked qualifying. I've enjoyed qualifying this year because you know being at the front, it's quite nice to see P1 come up on your pit board and you come past every lap. But I think I'd get bored doing qualifying laps over and over again, like you do at the TT. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It does. So, what do you think about uh, them going to the Kawasaki's next year? Is in- that uh- in the super sport there aren't they going to kawasaki's next oh year? and uh so in junior super sport yeah. my class has been replaced with uh super teams with the kawasaki's yeah, yeah. so um no I, I i see why they've done it to be honest you know the uh the junior super sport class has become a one make series and so if you're going to have a one make series why not make it a proper one make series with um the new 400s uh i rode one of the new 400s and uh it can definitely be a, a prospect bike for the future you know it's it's got potential um they, there's a few things they probably need to sort out on it first, but it's got potential to be a, a good bike to ride. And I think it'll be a good class because with all the bikes being so similar, hopefully the racing will be quite close. And if you get the right riders in it, you know, it could be could be really good racing for next season. Yeah, I think so too. I do. Yeah. So tell us one one unique thing about yourself. <laughs> um, no. I can't think of anything. Um, You're a professional motorcycle racer. Right. I could ride a bike super mega fast, right? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. You're hanging Uh, out with the show Simcoe? I mean, that's right there. That's pretty pretty cool, cool, yeah. I appreciate it, yeah. What's unique about me? Um, Oops. Can't really think of anything, to be honest. Uh, Well, I can tell you, at 16, I see it right behind you. Oh yeah, won the champion. Oh, wrong side. Won the championship. That's quite unique. Yep. Uh, right. A lot of people do it at champ. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, come on, man. The champ. Yes. Young, you youngest, the champ. Ever, youngest ever British yeah. Junior Super Sport champion. Youngest. Dude, how yes. does that feel? Ah, oh, it's great. You know, um, I worked it out a couple of like I think I was about four or five rounds into the season. We were just looking at the the, the things and we were like. No, I've got a, I've got a chance at, at winning the championship here. What what sort of records can I take? Because I'm fairly young. And then we were working out, and I'm me and my mum were sat there doing the numbers, and we were like, I'll be the youngest. You know, I'm young. I'm, a, I'm I think I'm like twenty days. Do you know how many days it was? I think seventeen days younger than what Owen Jenner was when he won it. Um, I'm younger than uh, I'm, I'm a fairly similar younger to 
think about 14 days younger than Elliot Pinson when he won it. So, you know, it's close, but yeah, we thought that was pretty cool when I worked yeah. it out. And um, to then go home and do it, you know, it's... Pretty I, uh, amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So uh, Nick Cooper just wanted me to say, or wanted to mention, he said, don't forget to mention the Club 74 guys. It's It pays for the racing. Oh, yeah. So Club 74, you know, I can't thank them enough, everyone that um, signs up to Club 74 this year um, and every year so far. You know, it's uh, my club where you pay £74 to get in and um, you get a T-shirt, you get a photo, a signed photo, a po poster, uh, entered into draw for tickets and um, uh, your name on the back of the bike. Uh, and, yeah, it pays for my racing, to be honest. You know, it's it doesn't seem like a That's lot, awesome. £74, but when you've got 40, 50 people putting 74 pounds in, uh, yeah, it, pays for, it pays for, it, it probably paid for my tire bill, I think this year. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And um, so what, what do you think we should name Chris's club then? If everyone like gave him $74, what should we name his club to do that? <laughs> the mega club? Love it. Yeah, the mega club. Yeah, man, that, that's awesome. I think it's a good idea having, uh, stuff like that to help you pay for your racing for sure 100 percent. yeah um, so i've got i've got my other sponsors as well and you know they help out but club 74 is just a, to, for the people you know so you don't have to give lots of money and just for individual people not companies and so it's really nice that people can just support me and it, it adds up over um when everyone supports together yeah and, so, and uh, sorry mark go ahead no no i was gonna say um so where would people go if they want to support you from the united states uh, so if you send me a, well, if you send Fat Boy Finn a message on Facebook, um, that goes to me and my mum. So one of us will get back to you and reply. Uh, and that you can do Club 74 or there's other options, you know, if you're on a company or something. But if you send us a message, we've, um, we'll have everything sorted for you. You know, we can get, we can get uh, a PDF of my sponsor book sent out. Um, and even though you are in America, you know, we I've got, I think, I have a few people from America this year. I, um, a couple of people from, couple of people from Canada. And someone from america so a few people already from the states who support me and from around the states so yeah it's definitely possible you know just send me or my, send me or my mom a message on facebook same thing uh they'll be able to get a shirt and, a, and stickers yeah and all that good stuff yeah you'll be able to get the shirt you know we can we can get the shirt sent out um we sent we sent the shirts out this year to the people in canada and the person in america so yeah we can get a shirt sent out and stuff that's proper. I'm I'm, I'm definitely awesome. gonna sign up for. Uh, well, I am too. So now I got two two more from America. Sure. So oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I do it for a, a a a lot of the kids, man. I really do. In in, in young ones coming up. Yeah. Um, it, it it it's an honor to do it and help you guys out in every way and just be part of the journey is is, yeah, and helping the sport grow too at the same time and help again, champ, relive your dream, right? To be two time champ, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, and honestly, I mean, it is a way for us to help. I mean, uh, for people to get involved, and um, it's not like you guys are like our 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 football in America, not your football, but where they're making uh, you guys aren't making three hundred eighty million dollars a season, or you know, a contract or something. You know, you guys are no. really putting, putting your life on the line. You know, yeah, and yeah. That, that's part of what we do here in America. Uh, you know that uh, we let people know. You know. These guys don't make, at least in Motor America, almost there's only a few people actually get paid to do it. Here they pay to do it, and um, so yeah. any kind of support any of those guys can get. You know they're not they're sleeping in vans, uh, taking showers at the track. You know, um, 
So, I mean, it, it it's just an amazing sport all the way around because of that, you know, you, you just can't say enough about it, you know, and any help that anybody can get and give, you know, is always awesome. Absolutely. Can't agree more. Uh, Sean Wayne says you win championships with NG road racing to brilliant. Good luck on the 600s. Thank yeah. you, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, and, and and then we got Helen. Helen Tidwell, proud to be part of your club seventy four. Woohoo! Well, you have two more that are going to be be part of you here. Yeah, and Phil, yeah. Phil's asked, "Will I have time to train with uh, Win Danny in the winter now?" Yep. And uh, definitely, you know, I, I want to get on the pit bike. And if you've got a spare mini motor sitting around, Phil, uh, I'd love to get back out on a mini motor and do some training with Danny. That'd be fun. There you yeah, go. Absolutely. And Chris and I can come over and get in the scooter class. <laughs> right, right. The moped class. We'll be the mopedians. Uh, I, watched, I watched that on YouTube the other day. I was like, yeah, it was it was really uh, a lot of fun to watch. I've seen some pictures of the moped races recently, like the uh where they tune the mopeds out. I think that'd be insane. I'd love to do some moped racing, you know, little 50cc moped that they've tuned yeah, out. Banging so. off each other and yeah. it's all smoking. I they do it in Italy. I seen one in Italy. There was um, they do race Pelinis in Italy, fifty cc Pelinis, and they're bored out to like one two fives, and they've got <laughs> like four exhausts on the back. It's mental. They're crazy. It yeah. looks like a lot of fun, you know. I, it does. It also looks like it's really going to hurt when you fall standing straight up too, right? <laughs> it will. <laughs> Maybe you can just run off yeah. of it at the same time, uh, you know? Yeah. Before yeah. Face yeah. plant. Yeah. So Finn. Do, do you read or listen to audiobooks at all? Um, not not that I can say to be honest. Not uh, listen to audiobooks. I read books a lot. I do I do a lot of reading. Nice. Um, I've got my brother buys me books constantly. He keeps trying to like go Tom. Pass there you go, Tom. Like, nudge me into into reading reading all these motivational books. He keeps nudging me into reading all these motivational books and like all these like self not health help. What's the word like um uh you know like in, in um by books where nutrition books yeah stuff like no not nutrition no. More just like stories like mental people. health good mental health yeah, books stuff, stuff like, like that, that. yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah. I've read a few from um um uh, a few of the ones like that that he's bought me uh and you know I, I do like reading them i read a lot of them um and just books like that i read a lot of, of books like that nowadays a lot of a lot of autobiographies and biographies and nice. um things like that they're just I read a lot of them, um, especially when we're driving up to places and stuff. I read, a, I think I read three books on the way to Spain when we drove up to Spain last year. That's proper. I, I like to read too. Uh, I, actually, I, I listen to audio books now more than I do physically read. But David Goggins, have, have you heard his book? Yeah, no, yeah, yes. yeah. Both of his books are are, are really good. Yeah, man. amazing, They're great. Yeah. So uh, Will says I'm on board with Tom's at 77. Maybe Club 74 is the way to go. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> And then Michael O'Neill says, How does it feel to be the fastest weed in? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, right across the bow. Right. No, I, I think I think it's still up for debate. You know, I, I am the fastest weed in, but uh Tom like wait, wait, wait. say that again. You're the I am the fastest uh, there you go. But uh Tom Tom liked to claim that he's still quicker than me. So uh we'll see how in testing, you know, we'll both have a bite that's comparable. So I'll finally be able to prove once and for all that I'm quicker than him. I love it. I love it. This is good stuff. That's awesome. 
Oh, wait a second. His brother's calling. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Tom, Tom's on the line right now. We'll see, let's see what Tom's got to say. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Imagine if he did call it. He'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's that's good stuff. That is oh, awesome. he's put his own comment in. Yeah, to be proved. There he is. Yeah, there he is. Fastest sweet brother on the 400. Yes, fastest sweet brother on the 400. Yet to be proven, uh, on, to be proven on 600. Uh, oh, yeah, snail. He even put the snail on yeah. there. Oh. I've, I've, I've told him this. He, uh, I, I looked at the lap times on my debut in Stock 6 last weekend. I had one dry session all weekend, and I did a 34 flat. Uh, and when he was riding the 600, the same R6, well, not the same R6, but an R6, same bike, round um, Browns, the last time he was there. Took him four sessions to go quicker than me. Three sessions before that, he was slower than me and everyone. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh oh, here we go. Uh oh, so, Tom, you hearing this? By numbers, I am quicker than him. But, you know, I, I let him believe that he's still quicker than me for a little bit. And then when I go out to Spain in uh, February and I jump on a 600 and I beat him, then, you know, yeah, he won't be able to deny it then. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let him, we'll, we'll let the debate still be open for a little while longer. Michael okay. Neal said, uh, "Did I? I didn't mean to mention that, but uh, Finn paid me to ask the question." <laughs> uh, oh, I love it! Yes, that that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thanks, Tom, for 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 uh, tuning in, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't. Wait I've to actually been following it. Tom for a very long time, actually. I, I've um, been following Tom too. That's how I've found out about you, Finn. Um, oh yeah, I followed his career with the TT, and then I know he won in sixteen, and then he had that wreck. I I remember following through his um he did a lot of um like his videos back then about his recovery, you yeah. know when he crashed there. And he, he'd get oh, I think yeah. he got helicoptered out of there. Uh, yeah, he got, he got, um, yeah, it was pretty bad. He, uh, yeah, went off into the field there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you said, that take, that's a whole nother cat. Uh, that's a whole nother brain over there yeah, uh yeah. I, I don't really understand how somebody could have that much focus for that long like no, it, I, be that I, long of a track i mean to me and, and there's no hiccup i mean you hiccup and you're done you know i mean yeah. you cannot have a, a brain fart or anything i mean you have to be spot on the whole time that's right Helen. road of the giants yeah that's, that's good it. That's, That's the name of the documentary. Yeah, documentary. It is Road of the Giants. He he did a proper job on that. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, I, I I've been I, I've been talking to Tom every once in a while on Facebook Messenger. Um, so Tom, I'm gonna be talking to you soon on Facebook Messenger, right? Yeah, um, dude, Finn. That's what I'm talking about. Brotherly love, brotherly battles, dude. It, it, that's proper, right? And you guys can clown and joke on each other all the time. Um. That's good competition now. It is right. Zena Maddox says, uh, two brothers, two champs. Proud of both of them." Kayla says, "Hello, Finn." Hello, hi. Do you know her? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Zena did a. Um, <laughs> is there a story? <laughs> Zena did a did a drawing for me. Um, actually, um, a few weeks ago. I think it's a few weeks. It might be a couple months now. But yeah, Zena did a really good drawing. So thank you for the drawing, Zena. That was a. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember if I said thank you or not. I think I sent you a message, but if not, um, yeah, thank you for the drawing. It was a really good drawing. Thank you. Proper. What kind of drawing was it? It was a drawing of me on, on a bike. Uh, I, it was, yeah, it was nice. a pencil drawing of me on the bike. Um, so uh, it was from a photo from Brands Hatch, and it, yeah, it's a proper job. It looks amazing. I bet it does. Yeah, man. I, I would love to see it. It's not nearby where we can see it. 
I was just asking mum if she has it, but I don't know where it is, to be honest. It's okay. Mum said she can have a look, but I'm not sure if we, if we know where it is at the moment. Okay. Um, Michael Neal, he says, Tom is a good lad, good enough to sign some photos for me, uh, him on the Irish roads. So you got a lot of fans. <laughs> and that's another thing about our sport, too, that, that's really super uh, cool, important is that uh, you guys are all accessible you know especially our paddock here is uh you know you you may pay um 90 for three days and our pack is fully open uh you can walk into the teams you know by the garage you can watch them work on the bikes the riders always out walking around um you know that's one great thing about motor america um and I know, Chris, you said that it was pretty awesome over there. I have not been to a uh, BSB race yet. I will next year, but um, I can't wait to go. But uh, that that's the one thing I really love about our sport. You know, people are accessible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cod, uh, what Codwell's different than all the other uh, ones over there in the UK just because their, their main pit is down there at the bottom of the hill where they physically got to uh, cross the racetrack. So you have a chance to meet all the riders, you know, cause they will be coming back and forth uh, throughout the day. Um, but yeah, it's uh that is one thing. And, and uh, I told Finn that separates Moto America from all the other classes is that just what my man Sherman just said, you know, we're fully accessible, no special pit pass, yeah. no, none of that. You just physically walk up to <clears throat> Ashen Yates or Cambobia or whoever and, a smile yeah. and cheese and have a uh, have a conversation. Yep. Actually, we have a girl that might be coming over there, uh, Kayla Yakov. Kayla, um, I've, I've seen Kayla. I follow Kayla on. Um, yeah, she lives about I don't know twenty five minutes down the road from me, and I, I'm oh, yeah. her biggest fan. I, I knew from just a little girl, and people used to laugh at me when I said that. I think that she's going to really be something big because um, she has that mental toughness, and yeah. yeah, it wasn't like something that I think that she. I think she was born with it and I don't, you know, she got on a bike and just liked it. You know what I mean? Her dad had raced and I'm not sure it was her, if I remember talking to her, if it was her first thing that she wanted to do, but when she got on, she fell in love with it and she just has that natural ability. So, Oh, is this the picture? There it wow, is. That's a, Look at that. Wow. That's it's a really good picture. Zena. Amazing wow, work. Nice. Yes. Look at that. Wow. That is that really is good. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Really good, Jordan. Thank That's, you, Dana, once again. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yes. So, what's a what is your routine like uh, at, at a race weekend versus your normal routine at home? Uh, so I, I'm a bit special in the head. I have to have everything timed out, everything planned out at a weekend. Uh, it's as soon as we sit down on a um, on a Thursday after we've set up, uh, I. Uh, me and my mum sit there and we write everything down to a time plan when I have to wake up in the morning, when I eat my first breakfast of porridge, when I have to eat my second breakfast, how, when I need to be back to get ready for my session, what I need to do before my session, when I need to take my helmet to LS2 to get it, you know, um, prepped with like the tear-offs and everything. Um, so yeah, I have everything. So I, I start the morning, um, I race meeting probably, wake up normally around 7.30, depending on when my session is. I'll have my first breakfast. And what do you um, eat for that? What do you eat for breakfast? Porridge. I just have porridge for my first breakfast just to get okay. loads of energy into me quickly, slow release energy into me quickly. And then um, my I'll be an hour before, no, half an hour before my session, Um, I'll stick my levers on. I don't like being in my levers too early because I just feel like I get all like 
I, I don't like it. it just doesn't um, sit well with me. And then I put my helmet on as late as possible. So I'm going to put my helmet on five, four or five minutes before I'm about to go out. And then once my helmet's on, I just, you know, I sit there and uh, just think about everything. And um, then I'll, when I, I'll do my session. As soon as I come back from my session, I'll do my trap map. So I'll go through my trap map and I'll just write anything down that I think was different to what I was expecting or different to what I do during my, um, like my pre-trap map that I did before a weekend. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, uh, I'll go through my analysis and my like my timesheets and all the data and everything and just see what's uh, anything that matches up what I'm saying. So if I think you know I'm really quick through here and then I look at the data and it tells me yeah you're 28, so clearly you're not very quick. Then I need to rethink. But if it's telling me oh yeah you're first, then I can think about what I've got to do for the next session. And then uh, I always have my lunch planned in at a certain time um so i go and get my get my i get my lunch mum likes my lunch for me thank you mum um and then i have my lunch at a certain time so that way i can have it early enough that it's not still digesting before my race and then before a race i'll get my levers on 40 minutes before and then i'll sit there and i'll focus on everything and i'll just try and get myself into that zone where you um where i'm just thinking you know i try and get myself into that zone where nothing else like where you just go completely cold down to business yeah so i do that and then Again, after my session, even if it's a race and I've, still, and I've won, you know, every single session, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, I always do my track map and I always do my analysis because I think that's so important. And so that's always straight after my session. Um, but yeah, so that's probably my sort of... Um, so now what kind of lunch do you have on a race day? What is, what is your uh, lunch making? So uh, it depends whether it's before or after my session. So if it's after my session um, and I haven't got any more session for the rest of the day, um, I normally have something like chicken wraps or something with a lot of protein in it to get me ready for the next day. Um, if it's before my session, I normally have something really carby, like um, pasta or tortellini or sandwich or something, something with a lot of carbs in it to get, give me the energy for my race later in the day. So, yeah, it just depends on whether I've had my race yet or not. That's Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, obviously, Michael O'Neill says, is it true that Tom sleeps until lunchtime? <laughs> Uh, Look, Finn's like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I so, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite cheat meal, Finn? L l like your favorite cheat oh. meal? Like, listen, I did really good. I won the champ. I want to eat whatever I want. What would you eat? Oh, I've got a sweet tooth, so I'd like I, I do like sweets and chocolate. So, I don't know. It's not really a meal, but I would have sweets and I have chocolate because I've definitely got a sweet tooth. Um, but other than that, what, you get good chocolate over there because you got Belgian not too far away. <laughs> Dude, and their gummy bears um, are delicious. Yeah. But Dude, y'all's gummy bears are way I, I better than ours. their candy over there is a heck of a lot better than America. Yeah, I'll listen. be honest with you. I mean, ours is just – I've had uh, candy from Korea, southern South Korea, um, friends of mine in the military. I've had candy from uh, England, Germany, and I was like, why doesn't our candy taste like this? Yeah. No, I can't I definitely have a sweet tooth. But then in terms of like a meal, uh, I like a pizza. I've had, a, I've had a couple pizzas oh. in the championship. Um, do you like pineapple on your pizza? I, I don't. I'm not a fan of pineapple <laughs> on pizza. That's always the question. If I have a pizza, I'll either have something simple like a pepperoni or like a four cheese, or I'll have something with chicken on. Those are my three go-tos for pizza. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, pepperoni yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah, you, can't, you can't go wrong with pepperoni. And you know, people will. My brother says that I'm I'm weird for having a four cheese pizza. He says you have to have meat what? pizza. I like, four cheese I like is four awesome. Pizza. I like, I like four, four cheese pizza. pizza. Yeah. And then my dad calls me weird for having chicken on pizza. 
but I like a chicken pizza, so I'll have a chicken pizza as well. Like a little. Oh, that sounds good. Chicken pizza, pizza don't you think, Chris? Yeah, dude. We do cool. buffalo chicken pizza, so it's got the spiciness to it. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a buffalo chicken pizza. That sounds good. Do you like spicy food, Finn? Uh, I do. Yeah, I like spicy food. I'm a fan of spicy food, like an Indian or Chinese or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I got a question for you. So I know you don't follow Motor America a ton, but um, do you know any of our racers? And which yeah. ones do you like? Which ones do you um, think uh, catch your eye? So uh, in um, shoot bikes, obviously Cambodia has come back from. Um, mm -hmm. No, not, yeah, yeah, Cambodia yep. has come back from O2. O2. Yep. Yeah, come back from O2. So I know more about him than I know about other people because obviously I watched him in Moto2 for a few years, um, and I think he's 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 cool. He's really quick. Um, oh, he really he was he was uh, he he was really giving some heck, but then I had yeah. a few issues. Yeah, and, uh, um, and then in terms of in the in the lower classes, Gus Rodeo and Anthony Maziato. Maziato, yeah. They came to England uh, last year. To, they did. Last year? Yeah, it was last yep, year. Yeah, with Brandon Posh, he was with Brandon Posh. Yeah, yep. so I met them. I met them both of them when they came to England in um, at Brands last season. So you can't go uh, wrong with Maziato. I got to tell you, did you see him bounce off the wall at Daytona in the two hundred there a couple of years ago? Yeah, no, I, I watched that video back. I, I follow him on America on Instagram, so I seen that the other day. Um, that that's crazy. I think that's like, fair play to him for saving that. You know, to hit the wall. And I think anybody else would have crashed that bike with him. Yeah, yeah. that was a crazy yeah, one. Insane, it was. Yeah, they're they're all awesome guys. All of Gus, Brandon, yes. and uh, Maz. I mean, yeah, uh, Brandon, yeah. Brandon raced in England for a couple of years. I remember that because he I, was the Moto Three BSB champ. Yeah, he was yep. in Moto Three for a couple of years when um, Josh Wally was in it. Because I remember watching yep. both of them racing. Uh, well, he uh, and Maz when they were when they were really little, you know, they would come to the winter circle and they were really small, and uh, we used to pick them up sometimes at the winter circle. And I used to tell them, one day you guys are going to both be big and forget about us. <laughs> but you know, they never did. They're all, they're they're so amazing. You know, they come hang out with the, the CFA guys at the tents and. And, uh, you know, um, that's another great thing about the sport. I mean, I tell people, do you think like if you had a soccer team, whatever, your, whatever soccer teams over there, do you think your players are going to come hang out with you? They're not going to hang out with you. You know, not like yeah. uh, at, at our races. Um, yeah, no, that, I think I think just because of like the, the sport and what the sport is and the dangers, obviously, but just, you know, the everything about the sport i think it really brings out the family environment you know it's like a big family at a race meet i think everyone from you know the the riders the mechanics the um uh, the team personnel the spectators it's all just turned into a big family if you're at a race meet i think yeah for sure yeah yep, yep. yeah and we've talked about this before how other teams help other teams even though they're yeah. competing against oh. each other where you know if you have a part and you're broke and they're like no we yeah. want you to so we'll my, help you my, out my biggest rival issue was lennon um lennon doherty and his uh, his team, Sim Cirrus. I crashed out of the race at uh, what was it? Owen Park. I crashed out race at Owen Park in the first race. It was quite a big accident. Um, didn't I didn't hurt too much, but it was quite a big crash in terms. Of it was high speed, and I completely broke my exhaust. My exhaust was uh, well, not my exhaust. My end can was um, dented so far they had come into the inside, and so it was dented on the inside. Um, and they were fighting me directly in the championship, and you know I wouldn't have done as well if I hadn't had an exhaust. I might not have been able to race and. I asked them if they had a spare one and they were happy to give it to me, you know. So that's what it's like. They gave, they gave me a spare NCAN to, to use on the bike, even though we were fighting directly with each other in the championship and it would have helped them if they hadn't helped me. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. It, it, it made it, uh, yeah. Um, 
it just puts you back in the race and you know why would they want to run a, run a race that they you know that you weren't in you know what i mean it just yeah. to me it's just yeah yeah you just don't find that in any other sport it doesn't matter um really even other motorsports aren't like that either like cars or um necessarily um but compared yeah I yeah mean, imagine just, that happened in f1 right yeah i mean uh <laughs> lewis hamilton going to max vest stefan hey man yeah. i need that it's a yeah yeah that's yeah that's not happening yeah that's um, not happening at all yeah but that that's what makes it amazing you know it's just um yeah um alex nash says uh hi finn well done on the championship thank you alex thank you yeah i've cool. got the um so will kearney um was talking about my championship helmet i've got it next to me my mom brought, just went and got it if you want to see it yes, yes I, absolutely. Do. I, I was actually gonna gonna pull that one up after this one uh i just sorry i have to forward well i've got it here wow what that beautiful, beautiful thing. that thing is that is beautiful that is oh my god it's so nice it Thank is you, Dan Miller, for painting this for me so who nice. did it stan miller kdc coatings there wow I've just white and right you can see the 74s i do it, it that is, is all, amazing yeah, it, it's gold leaf on the top it's beautiful it is. Is. i love the carbon fiber look too and uh yeah, that's, that's an ls2 yeah. yeah it's an ls2 yeah. helmet and then dan's painted with uh gold leaf and then with gold that's paint beautiful on the back. I love and then my mom's done the uh vinyl for the front for the visor wow she yeah. did a great job thank you yes yeah, she did good job mom proper for sure yeah, there you go D display so everybody can see it yeah see put what? it up there <laughs> so i know mom is there so um how does she feel about both of you guys racing? Is she always biting her nails? Is she, um, you know, or is she just used to it because Tom started and, you know? Um, so me and Tom have different mums, actually. So mum's just my mum. Um, okay. Just me and Tom just share a dad. Um, but I don't know. What, what, what do you think, mum? Are you always biting your nails or are you? You know, jump in for this bit. Are you worried? Yeah, bring yeah. mom in. Yeah, br bring mom in. Come on in, mom. Come on, mom. It's the first mom. Look, there congratulations. You You're the yes, first mom we've had on the podcast. That's it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, so how do you go go ahead? So I've I'm always frightened. I have to say, I'm always frightened. And uh whenever he changes bike size, I'm always convinced he's doing it too early. So when when his dad moved him up to a the metrical fifteen, <laughs> I was like, I don't think you know he's just a he'll never be able to change gear he can't reach the ground and then they did it and then when he moved up and i thought you know this is my 12 year old and it, and he couldn't we have photographs where he's tiptoeing and and you know steve had to lower everything down so i i'm always frightened when he changes up and usually i say something silly like you know just drive around at 20 or 30 miles an hour just until you get used to that and and there are times when i say things like uh, you know, Paddock Hill Benz, the first time he did that, I said, I'll be watching. Don't even think about driving crazy there. And the first time he was in Cadwell, don't even think about trying to do, a week. you know, it's, I kind of threaten him. But ultimately, I'm hugely proud of him. And I'm, yeah. the more I see, the more skill, you know, that he develops. That, uh, so I, I trust him. But it doesn't stop me being frightened. And, and, and if he crashes, I just usually go into kind of like stasis. Yeah. until i know what's going on i don't always know and finn probably can tell you a quite a funny story but i don't always know 
because I don't see much because I work the pit board and so I, I don't see anything apart from, you know, the pit boarder goes out, he shoots past, and then I have to wait the the minute or the two minutes till he's back again. So I don't always know when he's hurt himself or when he's crashed or he's done something crazy, and he'll come back and say something like, oh, I had a moment. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear about moments. Big moments. <laughs> so that's it. I'm, 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 I'm aware that, you know, everything is dangerous and he's, He's skilled, and I think this year he showed that he's learned to, to not take unnecessary risks. There was a year where his favorite phrase was, if I'm not crashing, how do I know where the edge is? Not a phrase I was particularly comfortable with. Right. They crash a fair bit. Like, he did it's, crash it's a lot. The, um, yeah, yeah the, the old saying of just send it. Just um, send it. Yeah. In the gas. That's I, it. I, I, sent it, I sent it a little bit too much that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's it, how you I found the limit. Yeah. I found the limit. That, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, now I know mean, where it's at. Yeah. Back in yeah. the, uh, yeah. It, it, um, Jorge Lorenzo used to never be scared. You remember, uh, I, I was watching a documentary on him and he, he would ride like with no fear. And after three big crashes, he was like, okay, you know, he was done doing yeah. that. But, yeah, uh, and, that's just a yeah. loving mom, though, that of course you'd, feel that way for sure but it i didn't know that you did the pit port so so this is a whole family uh thing yeah you're, you're all involved in it we, we are so, so dad steve you know on the pit board they have the tvs and is steve that captain board. jack they call him captain jack sparrow yeah <laughs> yeah so he'll watch the tvs you know where they're on the pit on the pit wall they'll have the tvs with the timing screen yeah. and then i'm by the pit window and i have my phone and i only get to see the timing screen once i've gone past the top finish line but he can see a bit more and he can see the tv so we're, we're kind of renowned for having um a few arguments because he it does stupid things he, he reads the wrong line so he'll tell me he's got a four second gap and he doesn't he's four seconds behind the person in front but the person behind him was half a second. So we end up shouting at each other quite a lot. And, um, but yeah, so I pit board and I shout to him and I just saw there's a comment. Someone don't, don't take our pit window. <laughs> they become the thing. We fight for our pit windows. Um, yeah. You know, we, we go and select our pit window and I stick like a little sticker on the pit window, like on lunchtime on Thursday. And that's sometimes too late. Right. Yeah. This is my spot. Nobody yeah. take it. You claim yes. that spot. That's because it. Finn is very particular about where he wants the pit board because he gets a bit cross sometimes. Yeah. And he doesn't always read his pit board, which is I also quite... always try and read it. Yeah. Why? Well, sometimes, that, well, as you get up in the bigger bikes, it's going to be harder to read that pit board. Because I'm going fast. Like, how do you, how you read a pit board at 180 miles an hour? Especially at Brands. I don't know. I, I hope they'll get used to it. They are um, more adjusted to it. But on the 400, you know, it's throttle on sit there and wait for the straight to end on the 600 i was coming out of the last corner and i'm trying to keep the front down and keep the rear controlled and you know like adjust everything not not like hard it's not hard for me but you know it's it's extra things to do more things to focus on and i'm going so much quicker then when i try and look at the pit board i can't see it because i've already gone past it yeah and i'm like yeah. i need to get better at that um but yeah so definitely definitely what you said i yeah. always wondered why i don't think it would be a safety problem but why can't they, you know, they can't have anything in your ear like every other sport, motorsports has a way to communicate to the driver. It's not on the on a dash or something, but it's in their ear. Like, I mean, even our baseball here, even the pitchers now have something in their ear, you know, yeah, um, or in their hat. 
we are allowed stuff on the dash nowadays in like the bigger classes so yeah. you know, like gp super bikes yeah. worlds i think even other classes a bit lower than that you can have things on the dash now to tell you what to do they yeah. just have to be a bit cryptic um and I, I think just in terms of having something in the ear, I think it's just in uh, just like a traditional sort of thing that. that yeah, that's what I'm, I'm figuring. Yeah, as it is, I think that's what all it is there. Yeah, for um, sure. yeah. But it's messed up a lot of people in races where they've got black flagged or something and they didn't see it, um, you know, and they claimed it went on their dash, but they didn't see it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it happens. Yeah. So uh, Michael O'Neill says, "What's your plans for next year?" Bye, mom. It was an Bye, honor mom. to talk to yes, you. Yes, awesome. absolutely. I love your mother. She is. Yeah, proper. she's awesome. Absolutely. So that's uh, a champion. That's a champion mother there. Yeah, champion yeah. team, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Michael O'Neill, uh, what's your plans for next year, Finn? Uh, so, so we've got a couple of things in the pipeline at the moment. Uh, I can't announce anything yet, uh, but I don't even know. Tech. Um, I'm not confirmed what I'm doing next year, so I definitely can't announce anything because I don't really know. But. Um, We've got a couple of things in the pipeline and it's looking exciting um it, which either way we go it should be a should be a fast year should be on something a lot quicker so that'll be fun so I'll, I'll give you that it, um we'll be on something bigger we'll be on something a lot faster uh and it, it should be a good year uh in terms of what team and what class we'll be in i haven't quite confirmed that yet um still talking to a few people trying to get something confirmed trying to wait for some uh just sponsorship you know and funding and um but yeah just to everybody it should be it, hopefully working on something exciting it should be good and as soon as i get everything confirmed it, i can't wait to announce it you know it'll be whichever direction we we end up going it it should be good it should be a quick it should be a quick year and it should um should be a good step up for me definitely well, hopefully you'll you'll let us know right away and we'll put it out for you. But uh, that's another thing, tough thing about racing. I mean, you could be a good racer and really have trouble finding sponsorship. You know, you may sit for a year. You yeah, know, yeah. there's just so many people and there's only so much money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, sponsorship is such a big part of this sport. Um, yeah. I can't afford to go racing on my own. I can't. I can't really afford to do this year on my own. Um, I definitely can't afford to do next year on my own. Uh, with the amount of money they're gonna have to put in that would have to be put in um it, you know you're talking for a super sport ride you're talking 70k plus uh and I, we don't have that sort of money at all uh, i don't think we really even have half of that so you do heavily rely on sponsorship and i'm so grateful to everyone who puts the money in to help me achieve my dream and help me get along the, on the along the road to super bikes but it is so needed it's um just that the money that comes from um from club 74 and from my personal sponsors uh companies uh, all my my deals my helmet deals my leather deals you know ls2 scott everything that comes in you know it helps along the along the road uh so it's, if, whether it's something i don't need to pay for anymore or it's money coming in to just to pay for a ride or to pay for the tire bill because you know the tire bill even that's expensive in itself so but yeah, yeah um yeah and i don't know i'm sure you guys have the uh, interest entry fees as well, like oh, yeah. uh, we have Amer Motor America, where you know it's all up front, or um, and it can get pretty expensive. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. no, he's a big yeah. Michael O'Neill says, I couldn't see him going at 20 miles an hour, maybe Tom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and and then, then we uh, we got one from Kayla that says, Hey, Finn, well done on the championship. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed your lollipop. 
Yeah, <laughs> thank you for the lollipop. Um, Is this yeah. cryptic messaging? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, Peter, Peter Marsh, there you yeah, go. dude, listen, big shout out to Peter and Jake Marsh. Man, I love those guys. They are proper mates, and uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Peter and Jake. I, I really can't. They are proper. They, they have a club too, Club Forty Five. Jake the Snake Marsh, you guys go check them out too as well. But yes, Peter, love Finn's mom, but he would never take her pit window. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But uh, get well soon to Jake as well. You know, yes. he's um, on his crutches at the moment with his ankle. Is it ankle or is it? I can't. I think it's his, his ankle. I, uh, yeah, it is his foot. You're right. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure. his foot. yeah. So get well soon, Jake. Uh, and get get a, get a pit bike sorted for the uh, for the, this winter. There you absolutely, go. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. And then uh, Noby says, "Never seen anyone do happy to crash." when you jumped out the back of the recovery van with the exhaust can in your hands. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, uh, that was back in 2019. That was my first time, uh, first year on a big bike. At, and it was at brand hatch. I remember exactly what she's talking about. I'd, I broke my leg that year and I, I was scared to crash the rest of the year. You know, once I recovered, I was, I wasn't in the best place to be honest in terms of my riding. Cause I was just, I wasn't going quick enough cause I was scared to crash cause I hadn't had a crash and you know, the amount of trauma I went through getting back from breaking my leg, it was a big thing. And um, then I was really enjoying riding a big bike for the first time at the end of the year. I was at Brown Touch and I had a big crash um, at, um, at Brands at Paddock Hill Bend. I had a massive crash at Paddock Hill Bend. I went, went down Paddock Hill Bend and I just tucked the front and it was huge, about nine mile an hour crash, threw it into the gravel, bounced, bike bounced a few times by the time. Uh, barrel rolled exhaust fell off and i should have been like disappointed but i was just really happy to crash and get up and go that was really fast i'm fine you know and from then onwards I, I lost my fear of crashing again and i was like i was really enjoying my racing again so yeah that's why i was smiling, um jumping out of the back of the line because i was like look i've got the exhaust <laughs> you know sometimes um, you wonder i mean it is you know Racing is like 80, 90% mental. I mean, if you think it about is. it, I mean, because you are doing something that is uh, extremely dangerous. Oh, yeah, um, it's definitely. You, know, you can get yourself in that right headspace. Cause... Yeah, and then you just can't go. I mean, no matter what kind of equipment you're on. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you're right. So, uh, Michael O'Neill, uh, do you have any I'm the fastest Whedon t-shirts for sale? <laughs> there you go. You start selling those shirts. Of the fastest we t-shirts. We've got some championship t-shirts for sale if anyone wants them. We've got some of them for sale at the moment right now. There you um, go. Liz uh, Navette says, uh, "Hey Finn, we'll help support you. How can we? How can we for next uh, dedicate recruitment LTD? Congratulations on your awesome championship win. We will be in touch with your mom. Thank you, you, Liz. Thank yeah, you. Liz. Really appreciate with the uh, the money you put in this year." Thank you. And if you can get back on board next year, it'd be great. Yep. Thank she you. said, for uh, we got to get everybody too. on board yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, we yeah. try to get some people here. Yeah, absolutely. Them, uh, yeah. Club 74. Absolutely. Yep. Club 74. Also like, like I've been, I've been talking to several uh, junior cup riders out here too, about uh, doing a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not an auction, but a, uh, a raffle, right? Like sign helmet, sign boots, raffle it all. All the proceeds go to you. Oh, yeah. In your racing season to help you out, have you ever thought about doing anything like that? Uh, yeah, we, we um, Dan Miller gave us a little bit of an idea last weekend about um, doing some helmets, getting some more helmets made up, some uh, championship helmets, and 
raffling them off. Um, yeah. And I gave a couple of my gloves. Well, I gave a set of gloves away at the uh, on the grid at Brands last weekend when we were celebrating the win. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, so I gave some signed gloves away, and uh, and I now have no current gloves for preseason. So. Uh, Knox, if you're watching, I may be sending you a message soon. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I have a pair. I have a pair of Knox. They're, so they're you know, great. You know, Knox um, are, are great. You know, dude, Jennifer and Knox. Um, everybody in America is like, where did you get these? Look, I got the hand droids right here. Check them yeah. out. Yeah, man. Right. Big shout out to Knox. They're great. Gen Jennifer at Knox sorts me out every year with my gloves and my back protector, my chest rig. And, you know, they're great gloves. Great everything about them. Yeah. They get better every year. Um, the Mark V's most recent ones, they've. Uh, I kept breaking the um, the system, the uh, BOA system, yeah. uh, crashing and sliding along on my arms. And they've uh, they've changed it up for the Mark Fives this year, and they're so much better. Um, and so they they improve every year. And you know, Jennifer's really good with sorting me out with stuff. You just send her a little email, and uh, it's all good. So thank you to Knox, and uh, yeah, I might be sending you another email soon. Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> well, we got to give a shout out to Bison then, to yeah. Robert and and. Uh... Asha. So bison leathers here in the States. Um, so Chris and I are going to uh, go back and do a track day here. And uh, okay. so they're, they're fitting and they're going to uh, custom suit. From uh, I've already been measured. I think Chris is going to get measured. And uh, we have a really good friend, uh, Dustin Coiner, that owns a, a track days um, uh, track business. And yeah. uh, big shout out to him. He also has a podcast called Talking Motorbikes, which you guys have to check that out. Uh, he's a really awesome guy. And um, yeah, I just want to give them a shout out. Um, I know Lily Post, uh, Lily Duke want to know where I can find a championship shirts. Are they on sale now? Uh, so apparently, uh, apparently, I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, but so because my mom said they were just in Club 24 at the moment, but. Said if there's enough interest, you'll open it up to everyone. On um, okay, so Lily Duke can go to Club Seventy Four, sign up to get a championship. Either go to Club Seventy Four, or I think the mum's saying they'll be open to everybody now. So if you just there's if there's enough interest, so if you just send me a message on Facebook and uh, Fat Boyfriend a message, me or my mum will get back to you. Same as all right, there you go, Club Lily. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, so basically, everybody could just message Fat Boy Finn on on Facebook Messenger and and, and get a shirt from you. Yeah, if you send a message to me on my to Fat Boy Finn on Facebook Messenger. Me and my mum will get we'll get back to you. I think it's what's the price for twenty five pounds for a t shirt. Okay. It's quite expensive for us to make. Um, but yeah, so if you just send us a message, we'll get back to you. We send you along payment details and get them sent gotcha. out. Yeah. Well, I need to put you in touch with my man Martin from the Clothing Kings. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got him making. Uh, obviously, Jake. They, they, they make Jake's uh, clothes and, and hats too. They also do uh, my merch too. Pin, pin the gas. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll put you in touch with them. He's happy, dude. He takes care of everything. I'll mm, ship yeah. it, everything. You don't got to do anything. He takes yeah, care of the whole nine house. yards. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, directly from there. So uh, when we get off the podcast, we'll we, we can chat all about that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Liz yeah, also wanted sure. Liz wanted to say uh, no problem. We are totally behind you, Finn. Yep. So thank you, Liz. Thank you. Yeah, really great. Yeah. As, as as everybody is is too, man. Yeah. For yeah how sure. could you not be? You're like a really cool guy. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, yeah. For someone that's sixteen, uh, you got a great personality. You know, you're, you know, you know what you want. You're, you're a champion already. You've got the mm -hmm. right mindset. Uh, you know, you have that very methodical brain that likes to put things 
Yeah, no, and he's the 2023 BSB Junior Super Sport Champion. Champion. Yes, let's go, my man. Yes, congratulations, (laughs) dude. That's awesome. I, I love saying it. I love that's forever. That's yeah, forever and ever. Can't ever be taken away. No, when you have kids no. down the road and they're like, Dad, you're really slow. I mean, come on. What'd you do? Because uh, it will happen. Trust me. Yeah, it will. No, yeah. my kids going to be my kids gonna be even quicker than me. Once I have kids, isn't it? Me yeah. and my brother and, and well, Fenton and everyone. We're going to be, once, once Tom had kids, any of the kids coming through the next generation. My I'm kids will be like, you rode bikes when they right. smoked? And they were only 500 cc. I mean, come right, on. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That what do you mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, wheelie control, no launch control. Yeah. You guys were proper slow back then, right? No, no, no. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, right. So well, uh, look at the riding style. You used to have your helmet in the middle of the bike and lean off. You know, yeah. how everything's like rubbing elbows and shoulders. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the game's changed. But, you know, a, a lot of that's got to do with all the electronics, too, on the bikes. You know, that helps. Tremendously. Yeah. Well, when you're come tipping a bike at 60 some degrees, it's that's insane. Yeah, no, lean angles nowadays are crazy. You know, I've got um the lap timer on my bike that makes my lean angle. So it's crazy watching the uh when you when you look at the data and you look at the lean angles that you're pulling on um on there. So that is, it's it's crazy, know. isn't it? Hey uh Mel Royal wanna say in Georgia, smart first best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is awesome. I gotta tell you, that, she that, is. That, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we we got another one coming in, Sadie. Sadie, yep. Oh, the most grounded but mature humble rider with the best racing family behind him deserves to get the chance to go all the way. Agree. I Sadie. agree, Sadie. You know Sadie. we absolutely. Um, <laughs> Michael O'Neill says Tom has his beauty regimen to follow. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, who who is Michael O'Neill? You, you guys obviously are are friends, mates, or yeah. So I think Michael's one of my um, one of my brother's supporters. Definitely, definitely a part of Club Seventy Seven um, for sure. Um, so yeah, so just a lot of people from the paddock. Um, we're all quite quite close like this. So. Uh, so they like to uh, raz, they like to uh, raz yeah. both of you guys a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know, back and forth yeah. between the brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's American style, there. It is. Yeah. And, and and listen, uh, Mama, you don't have to whisper. You, you're yeah. absolutely, you can talk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to yeah. introduce you to all the Amer- uh, to America too. Yeah, yeah, you're for part sure. of the team. Absolutely, Team Seventy Four. That's right. BSB champ, man. That's awesome, dude. So listen, Finn. Uh, if we was to make a documentary on your life. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, what actor would play you in your own documentary? So I, you prepared me for this question. I did. I did. I did. Don't say Mr. Bean, whatever you do. My mom mom disagrees with me because, and I think most people will probably disagree with me. I think Tom Cruise would make a great me, but he is about 40 years too old. So, well, young Tom Cruise, the young Tom Cruise, a young Tom Cruise, definitely. Yeah. he's, He's a little bit too old to play me. Yeah, um, but with CGI now, they they can make them look your age, no problem. Yeah. Well, if if I can pick Tom Cruise, then I think Tom Cruise would be a would play me. If I can make him grow a bit, though, I'm not I'm not five seven. No, yeah, yeah. Five seven. No, no. So, and who does mom think would play you? Who do you think would play me, mom? Mom just mom didn't have a person. She just disagreed oh. with Tom Cruise. She said he was far too old. But what do you think, mom? 
So I'd, I'd pick an old person only because I would pick guys that I think are, I would fall in love with. So I would go for John Cusack. Oh, John, yeah, dude, okay. proper John Cusack, man. I ain't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. I used yeah. to hang around Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. I used to hang around everywhere I thought he might be. Oh, did you? Now, see, I'm from Chicago. I grew up there. That's where I'm from. I lived on 10 West Chestnut. Okay. Yep. Actually, I grew up just north of Chicago. But, um, yeah, it was obviously a good city all the time. I worked in the back of the yards. Oh, okay. In a so how, so did, you like, did you enjoy Chicago? Uh, once I got used to the difference in American life compared to UK life, yeah, absolutely. Because I was in the National Guard as well. Nice. Nice. So tell me, um, uh, well, you okay, come back on back camera home. for a second here. I want to ask you something, if you can. Well, um, what is the difference between UK life and American life? Because I know a lot of people ask and, you know. Um, so, so I was in my 20s when I lived in Chicago. It was a, it was a long time ago. It was like the, eight, the late yeah. 80s. And there were just some weird things like your idea of convenience was anywhere you can drive a car to, whereas in Britain, you know, convenience was I can go out of my house in the advert break to buy, you know, a pint of milk. Whereas in Chicago, if you walk anywhere, they think you're completely crazy. In fact, many people thought I was completely crazy because I didn't carry a gun because I lived in Chicago and I walked around by myself. And, and 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 especially my national guard friends they used to think i was mad so i was like i'm not having a gun and you know i had friends who had guns and i had to like hide them in my car when we were traveling places driving me crazy um uh and then people would say you must come around you must come around for dinner and they never would invite you oh yeah that you know what that is true I, yeah. <laughs> people do say a lot of things and then don't follow through yeah, so yeah. if someone said you do you want to come around in the UK, I think pretty much you would expect a proper invitation. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I was actually kind of raised by a guy from London, so I actually eat like the British people do. I use my fork and knife on oh, everything. And I people always say to you, "Why are you playing with your food?" You know, I I push everything with the fork uh, with the knife onto the fork. You know, and um, yeah, so everyone kind of laughs at me. But it's I I I became I was a turncoat. I, I kind of got used to the idea of cutting all my food up and then just using my fork. And putting um, the knife down and then switching the hand. Yeah. And yeah it is, that was really, too much work. It's really obvious that that's a big change. Um, people were just more bouncy. You know, the people I worked with bounced a lot. You know, like so, hyperactive bounce, like couldn't sit down. Yeah, they just used to like yell a lot and they thought everything was funny. Um, I was the only girl because I'm an engineer. Yeah. So I worked in the in the drawing office, and I was the only girl, and they were always really goofing around me all the time. Not too serious. They never stopped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do notice that over in Europe, though. I mean, you know, people tend to be a little more serious over there than here. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different way of life for sure. Oh man, no, but, listen, I loved it when, when I went to the UK. I I, I stayed at Kinnick Park. Um, the first thing that tripped me off, man, like I showed up, like I wasn't used to taking trains anywhere, right? So I showed up. He picked me up at Heathrow. We did London. I got on two trains. I had been up since Monday at 3 a.m. that morning. I arrived in the U.K. at 6 a.m., London for six hours, then two trains, yeah. then a cab to uh, the uh, the hotel. And I got there, and I remember I was just sweating. I was so hot, right? And so I get up in my room. 
And uh, actually, I didn't start sweating until I opened up the hotel door. I walk in Kinnick, and it's like a, a sauna in that bad boy. I'm like, oh, my God. <clears throat> Hotels don't have no AC. At least mine didn't. No AC. No refrigerator. So I'm like, hmm. Because the first thing I'm looking for is a thermostat because I'm, I'm I'm super hot, right? So, of course, yeah. I open up all Probably the windows. no screens either on the windows. No, no screen. But I, I don't mind that, man. I, I don't mind the, the bugs or whatever, man. You know, whatever. I ain't worried about that. And But the bathroom... They ain't got no electrical outlets in the bathroom, but one for this shaver that's like this super weird looking plug, right? Um, where here in America, we have plugs in our bathrooms for our shavers and our hair dryers and all that good stuff. Nothing. And I'm, yeah, it was, uh, but it, the it, people it's were. Regulation, you see. So I am an electrical engineer, so I know about plugs in bathrooms. It's the regulations. It's too it's too dangerous to have electricity in a bathroom because of the water. Well, we, so. have, we have GFI plugs, so they'll blow if it yeah, gets wet. Blow, so if it it's gets actually wet. a code here in the United States. Yeah. You have to have that in the bathroom. So yeah. it would get wet. It pops the circuit. Yeah, it won't yeah catch so it we just don't have electricity. Apart from there's the special shaver unit, which is a lower... lower um, yeah. So now you've been to the States, obviously, right? Now, Finn, have you been to the United States? I have. I've been to the U.S. twice. I went to New York when I was. Oh, can I tell you a funny story about yes, New York? Yes, absolutely. Because we don't live too far from New York. So we went in February when Finn was about nine. Look or at 10. Finn. <laughs> I see the redness. We we had been watching the television, and the week before there had been like a whole ton of snow had dropped. And my cousin lives in Manhattan. Her husband. Um, works for a very large banking company so they live downtown Manhattan and we know oh, look there's where my cousin lives look how much snow there is and then the day we were going to get on the airplane I had a an au pair who used to look after things I used to work um I had my own business so I said right the taxi's coming at 11 make sure Finn is ready to go at 11 because I'm going to stop work at 11 and then we're getting in the taxi so this is what happens right taxi arrives I close my computer I pick up my bags, I get in the taxi, my au pair helps Finn get in the taxi, we get to the train station, Finn gets out the car, and I take one look at him and go, where's your coat? <laughs> he said to me, you didn't tell me to bring a coat. So we had to go to New York, which was pretty cold, yeah. without a coat for Finn. Now, he did at least have a body warmer. He wore a body warmer. The first thing we had to do was buy, you know, gloves, and, and and a scarf and a hat. So we have a New York, you know, gloves, hat, scarf, because we needed them for Finn to walk around. It gets New pretty York. windy. Buildings. And then I took him to Chicago a couple of years later. I was working. It was just as cold. It was just as cold. I, see, I, I will say Chicago's even colder because you oh, have that lake. Wind Oak is nuts. Beach was like minus three. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I went to school on the south side of Chicago there at the University of Chicago. So yeah, it's it's uh it can get cold nuts. in Chicago. Nuts. But you want to talk about pizza fin? Chicago, hands down, I don't care oh. what anybody says in the United States has the best pizza in the world. It's not it's not New York because New York's all bread and like this much topping. Uh yeah. you had a hot dog. You had a Chicago hot dog. Oh, the Vienna, yeah, the, the red hot, yeah, yeah. I love they, the they Chicago put salt dog. on it, they put a pickle, uh, and the sport pepper and the relish, dude. That's my favorite yeah. hot dog in the world. We have one down the street called Chicago Bob's. I just went there yesterday. Thank god I don't live there anymore because I would be you wouldn't be able to fit me on camera. Yeah, they're good, they're so uh, good. But I, but you know, I, I'm an old guy now, so you know, my kids are a little yeah. bit older, obviously older than Finn, but yeah, it's definitely Chicago is an awesome place. Um, I ran him around 
Chicago. I said, come here, and I went here. This was this is where I used to live, and this is we went to the Hard Rock Cafe because I used to fancy the barman there. Right, and, yep. you know, I, I made him. We must have done, I think, thirty thousand steps. I was there for work, so he was being babysat for a few days. But the few days I took him out, I made him. I made him go and we went to navy pier which didn't exist when i lived in chicago so no, that was and now it has the big ferris wheel on it and yeah. um, we did that. grant we did park didn't like heights so i took him on the ferris wheel um i don't mind heights now at least that's probably when you were asking about uniqueness so would you go skydiving i would now i'm not too bad with heights now no would like you go skydiving it's not too bad so you get to the door and then I, you're no, like, i'd definitely uh, go skydiving i'd love to go skydiving i think i've done great. it yeah, it's did you, Chris? How did yeah, you, did you yeah. like it? Uh, dude, listen, I was scared to uh climb on a roof, right? And then when I was out in Phoenix going to MMI, uh, two of my best friends uh, were like, Hey, we're gonna come out and visit you. I was like, Yeah, okay, if you come out, I'll go skydiving. <laughs> sure enough, here come these fools showed up for stay with me for two weeks, and I had to go skydiving. So it was uh, man, it was it was the best adrenaline r- like uh, rush I ever had in my life, hmm. I, hands down absolutely because uh when you make that full commitment of i'm actually going to jump out of this plane right two things are going to happen my chute's either going to open or it's not right so you got to accept your fate when you jump out that plane but it was uh man i'm telling you it was like the best roller coaster you've ever been on right that that feeling that that drop times a million because you have no safety. There, there's nothing. It's uh, you're 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 floating in the air like this, and birds are eye level. It's just uh, it's an emotion hard to explain. But I think you should do it, Finn. I'm with it. I'd love to do it. Me and my brother have been talking about it. Just, uh, Tom, so, yes. Well, hold off it. on it. Let us come over there. We can all do it together. That would yeah, be definitely, definitely. Scream at each other on the way down. We'll be like, facts. Why do we do this? <laughs> yeah, mom's like, you're not going. To Mama's there. like, oh, oh, absolutely. What are you not. talking about? <laughs> No, I think that'd be great. I, I quite like I, I like things like that now. I still don't like heights that much, but I like. Yeah, I'm not a height person either. But I like, that's, the, that's I like going. Cool. I like going against that fear. I like doing things that Me are. Too. That's yeah, because you know what? Like, once you get once you stop being afraid of everything, you're gonna live your life, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I see a lot of people are afraid to do anything in their life, and I'm like, wow, you're handcuffed. You're like, I can't do yeah. that because I'm just yeah. too afraid. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, so mom, when you were in New York, was it so? It was wintertime. Was it around Christmas or? It was in February. Oh, February. Okay. Oh, wow. So you went the like the coldest time. Yeah. Okay. Well, Finn School decided to extend its holiday to the Monday, um, which just changed the cost of all the flights. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to New York. It was a lot cheaper, wasn't it? I think we did the weekend for 500 pounds. We basically went Thursday, came back Monday, cost us 500 pounds flights, hotel. Wow, that's it. Oh, it was unbelievable. I think yeah, I got flights and 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 hotel. Not now we were at the Daytona 200 this year, which is our uh, um, it's a 200 race at Daytona Speedway, and um, I took one of our cheaper carrier Spirit down to Orlando, and I was pulling into the airport in Orlando with a rental car, and um, I got a notice from the guy I flew down with. He calls me, says, "Hey, you know they canceled the flight," and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So, I everyone else is like complaining and you know there's long lines i'm like i'm out of here you know just give me the refund boom i'm gone um two two of our carriers just to go from florida to pennsylvania which isn't you know it's like a thousand uh, you know 1400 miles maybe uh 1400 dollars one way yeah we don't fly if it costs it's crazy crazy right now i did i go with it i did get a i I did 
he was doing a lot of stuff on on the background for me as I was at trying to take care of the stuff at the airport. But ended up getting a pretty cheap flight on Southwest. But uh, yeah, but that's crazy anymore to fly. That's what it was for me to come out there to 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 the UK to Heathrow from DC. It was about twelve hundred twelve hundred US dollars. Well, that's really cheap. Because I'm telling you, what, you go to business class, you're talking like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, I ain't doing I mean, business much. trip. I'm fine sitting in the aisle. I can't stand sitting on, on the windows. I got to be in the aisle, man. Forget the window. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope, you can really? have it. Yeah, oh yeah, because you can't you can't get in. And out. I, I can't yeah, move. Gotta I, I gotta have my freedom, man. I gotta be able to stand up when I want. Not not He's wake up the guy drinks. right next to me. Hey, man, get up! I gotta go. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if the see we boys were on the airplane, we'd be serving the drinks. <laughs> we steal the cart and go up and down to serve people drinks. I mean, that works too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, Will, uh, Will yeah. Kearney says, "Big shout out to Tom for winning the Classic Superbike Champion mm-hmm. this year at Scarborough." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna step out again. There you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good yeah, thing, yeah good, good to Thank see you again. And, and uh, uh Gil Hannah says, Ooh, look at you, XX Stunner. Yep. X. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, Paul Paul Cottrell says, uh you lot are effing fabulous. Keep it up. Uh you eccentrics, ha ha ha. Back at you all the way fin. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we, go, go ahead, Mark. Uh, then it looks like there might be Finn two two questions for Finn. Uh, if your dad Steve had to choose either the TT with Tom or BSB with you, uh, and who taught you how to grass, grass track? track. <laughs> uh, I was Tom, and that was from Paul Owen. <laughs> I'm not, uh, depends what you're referring to, but um, if you're talking about the Osset, when I used to ride the Osset around at the TT in the paddock. We used to, we used to when it when it rained at the TT or at the Manx and we couldn't and Tom couldn't go out because he can't race in the rain at the TT. He used to take me out in the Aussie and we'd go slide around on the grass in the wet and that was yeah that was Tom t- t- um, taking me around on the Aussie in the wet and the grass that was great. Um, in terms of the first question, um, I'm not sure. It's always the TT. I think I think I think it's got to be the TT to be honest. I think I don't think Dad can miss the TT um, just because of what it is, but. It's magical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the grass at BSB. Yeah, the grass at BSB. Uh, uh, I, I think I've done that a few few too many times this year. Uh, well, no, I've only, only done it a couple times this year. But it was uh, but I, I yeah, I've been on the I've been on the grass at BSB my my fair amount of times, and I'm not sure that's where I should be. I think I need to stay on the uh, <laughs> the on the like, not the grass part, green part. Yeah. On the tarmac, yeah, for yeah, sure. On the tarmac right? on the grass. No, there's a video of me at Silverstone last year. I think I went grass. I went completely cut the track on the grass because I just couldn't make it around the corner. And then I got pushed onto the grass this year. And like the grass almost lost the front around the grass. Uh, yeah. Then I went on the gravel into the grass at Brands last year. Yeah, I've been on the grass plenty of times. I'm, not, I'm hoping I don't go back on it again. <laughs> well, Chris and I might be. Uh calling you for some pointers i haven't been on track in like six and a half years and we're just going to do a track day together so it'll be amazing <laughs> oh dude it's going to be awesome hopefully i don't have an agricultural experience <laughs> yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun and we'll, yeah. we'll, and we'll try to get jules because you know jules, yeah jules yeah yeah we, we want to get a big shout out to jules big yeah. shout out to jules absolutely and, yeah. and paul this is from paul man thank you so much paul i, I appreciate it yeah if you're not on the grass, you're not, you're not pushing. pushing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Right. So yeah, man. 
Yeah, you're right. So, Finn, check it out, man. We've been at this for almost an hour and 40 minutes already, right? I know, and it don't even seem like that, right? Dude, that's the thing about podcasting. It's like it's it's you get into it, and next thing you know, hour and a half, you're approaching on two hours. You're like, holy cow, it's only been like 30 minutes, right? Uh, yeah. But what I would love to do is is, is have you back on, Finn. Um, let's do uh, uh, one um, at the beginning of the year so we can talk about, about your upcoming season oh, and all yeah. that. And then you yeah. can make all your announcements. Yeah, yeah. That way you can make yeah. all your announcements for us American fans out here too as well. And, uh, yeah, man, what an honor it is to have you on, brother, man. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I'm Melville, a big fan. We'll give Tom a little message and see if we can get Tom on for uh, the one at the end of the year as well. That might be good. To get this both up. That, that yeah, would be awesome. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then we can finally uh, put a settlement to who the fastest Whedon is. Uh, It'll be a the Whedon battle. And listen yeah. to all the people out there watching and who are going to watch later. Uh, make sure you go to Club Seventy Four and support Finn on his yeah. uh, next season. Um, Thank you. Definitely do that or message him on uh, Facebook. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. If you message fat message fat with Finn on Facebook, uh even me or my mum will get back to you and that'd be yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll awesome. we'll get back to you eventually. That, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, funny because I'm, I'm not great with messages. I I I always um miss them and so mum runs my Facebook pages alongside me so she can uh, get back she'll to get messages. she'll get it for you well thank you mom for reaching out to yes, me yes thank you after my hundredth message i sent no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's hilarious she didn't no. realize who you were yeah yeah, you know. yeah yeah so uh listen um is there anything that uh you would like to say mark i uh, know i just really appreciate it i i'm a big fan big fan of the whedon's uh and really hopefully people will go out and support finn um but thank to you, to you and your mom. That was awesome that she came on. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Um, just want to say um, shout out one more time to the CFE boys because without them, without Nick and Chris and uh, Timmy and and uh, Miguel, you know, we're just it doesn't. You know, I wish they were here with us, but um, you know they're here in spirit. And uh, yeah, and then like I said, just shout out to Bison and um, you know Leathers with um, Robert and Tasha. And uh, Dustin Coiner, check out his his uh, talking motorbikes podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I really appreciate uh, co-hosting too. There. Thank okay. You, yeah, no problem, man. No problem. So, Finn, dude, is there anything you'd like to say? Anything at all to all the American fans that are watching and that's going to listen, and all the UK fans and everybody in the world? Just thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to you guys for letting me come on. Um, thank you for everyone that's, uh, that's listening to the podcast and is going to listen over the next couple of weeks. And follow follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, you know, follow the racing, see, um, and see what happens, uh, get involved. But, yeah, thank you. The main, main thing is just thank you to everyone. Uh, dude, listen, the honor's all mine. Trust me. It was, uh, it was brilliant to have you on. I'm looking forward to it again. And as always, everybody, listen, Club 74, Fat Boy Finn on Facebook, hit him up hit his mom up and uh they'll point you in the right direction support him he is the 2023 bsb junior super sport champion in the house yes absolutely absolutely and And if you forget those addresses you can always contact chris or myself yeah we'll put you in yeah i'll put you in in touch with them but uh i'd also like to say 
before I end this minute, thank you to everybody, uh, all the fans for for the podcast, everybody liking, subscribing, everybody that always watches and comments. Man, it means it, it means the world to me. It's an honor to be able to do this, and it's an honor to know every single one of you guys. It's uh, thank you guys so much for all the love and support. I know I say it all the time, but it, it means everything to me. It really does. And uh, Finn, tomorrow, uh, this podcast will be out on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, anyway, everybody, uh, stay tuned for the part two we're going to have with Finn on here and maybe his brother, Tom will join us. Um, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how, I how, think it's how gonna that's going to happen. Yeah, I think so too. But, uh, yeah, listen, everybody, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I love every single one of you guys. I really do. Thank you for the support. And you hear my dog right here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, again, uh, one more thing uh, before I get off here, like Dustin said, CFE, Dustin Coyner, talking motorbikes. Also, my man, Michael Carrera, that runs the SFL Mini GP out in Florida. Um, Absolutely. His son, Jillian. Um, Jillian races Finn out there in BSB in the Talent yeah. Cup, number 40. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Jillian Carrera. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's my uh, good mate. And, uh, yeah, so if you guys, anybody in America, ever want to learn how to ride or drag a knee or just know the basics of – getting on a racetrack please go look up michael career in the sfl mini gp um they already have one champion avery the lap slayer dreyer in the junior cup class you know come out of their program so uh yeah let's show everybody some love and again my man fid whedon 2023 british junior super sport champion in the house club 74 you guys don't forget thank you so much for joining thank you mark with cfe until next guy next guy until next time i'm christian show simcoe my man mark sherman and again finn bsb champ baby we'll see you next time see ya see ya bye